Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Cave. This is your host, Lawrence Mitchell. But of course, everybody knows me as LJ from Houston. And of course, man, we're talking football. The week 10 just passed of the NFL. So when we're talking football, I always got my co-host on the line, David Gonzalez. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Chargers win. I'm doing fantastic. Yeah, man, I'm pretty sure you're feeling pretty good about yourself about that win. So speaking of the Chargers, we're going to start off with that game, man. Um, uh, the L.A. Chargers beat the Oakland Raiders on Sunday. Uh, they had a little trouble in the first half, but, you know, the Chargers are a good team. They were able to adjust and come out of the second half and jump on, on Oakland. So give me your thoughts about uh, this win of the Chargers beating Oakland. Um, let me do a quick math problem for you. What's five plus one? Five plus one is six, my friend. Six straight wins for the Los Angeles Chargers. Seven and two right now. We're the we're the top one of the top teams in the AFC. We balled out, and it was yes, it was a really hard first half. We only had the ball for like two minutes. They ran the ball down our throat, and I was like, oh no, I talk so much shit to everyone. I don't want this to backfire on me. But um, just the play calling from the first half on the Raiders on the Raiders half was a really. I mean, it was a fourth and uh, like two, and they, and then the punter ran for it for like forty yards. That was the biggest play of the whole game, probably the best play out of the whole game, probably the best player on that whole team. But um, so then it was a fourth and one on the goal line on their first drive. So so instead of um, you know, they they ran a jet sweep to Brandon LaFell, mm-hmm. and 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 then ever since then they never got the momentum back. We stopped them. Um, they did kick a field goal the following um, possession. But then I was like, okay, you know, 3-0, I'm not really tripping. And then the momentum changed right when Melvin Ingram came off the edge, forced fumble sack, and sack. then, yeah, and then Corey Legion, big boy, was running like a runner back. He ran it, he ran it for about like 15, 20 yards, and then um, we ended up scoring on that, that possession too. But um, overall, good performance from all the players. Um, I have no kicking. I have no uh, kicker. I, don't, I can't um, – we, we, we got rid of Caleb Sergis and we signed uh, uh, Brandon Badgley to the team mm-hmm. from the practice squad. So, you know, I'm happy with him. Haven't missed a kick yet. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I mean, we played good on all, uh, on all sides of the ball. Melvin Gordon had a, a total of 150 yards in total. Um, racked up 164, uh, 93 on the ground and 73 through the air. And then the Raiders have a real hard time tackling, man, because there's this really, really nice, this little escape route pass. He juked out two players, got blockers from Keenan Allen, Virgil Green, and ran it all the way for 66 yards. And it was beauty. Virgil Green, I got a shout-out to him. Um, Virgil Green, um, really um, one of those blocking tight ends that really helped, you know, establish the run. So Virgil Green, I really like the acquiry of Virgil Green. Um, Austin Eckler um, did score a touchdown as well, but it did get brought back on a holding call. It would have been a 44-yard touchdown. But other than that, he wasn't really too relevant. I mean, we had the lead, so we we're just running it down their throat with Melvin Gordon. Um, but Melvin Gordon scored a touchdown seven straight games, which is the second active streak. First is you know Todd Gurley, but um, yeah, Melvin mm-hmm. Gordon he, he's he's showing up. He I like what he's doing. Philip Rivers did throw a pick, um, first one since. For a cool minute, but yeah, um, he's only got four. He's only got four on the whole season. So. Yeah, and and two of those were not even his fault. But this one was kind of like a toss up yeah. to Keenan to Keenan Allen. But um, 
but yeah, it was a it was a bad throw under under throw. But um, he he did throw for uh, let's see how much yards two hundred and twenty three twenty three yards off of eighteen and twenty six passing. Had two touchdowns. The other touchdown was the Keenan Allen on a tippy toe pass. I I, I predicted him gonna score a touchdown because last touchdown he scored was in week one. So um, he got he finally got one, and he also got some good dancing moves, man. He I think his dance moves are better than his receiving game, and his receiving game is pretty good. So that's what I feel about those dance moves, and he's really good with that. Um, but you know what's funny? The guy who got the interception was an ex Charger and Marcus Gilchrist. But um, that's a little mm-hmm. you know snippet there. But other than that, the team was doing good. We're seven and two now, and we and um and our goal line defense is I think one of our best things we strive on. Last two weeks, you know the Titans that goal line stop, and then the Seahawks another goal line stop. And then the goal line stop on fourth and one to change the momentum there. So, like, we've been really good on the, the goal line D. The bad thing, though, is we lost um, star linebacker, our, our leading tackler, Denzel Perryman, to a torn LCL, and he's going to miss the rest of the season. But mm. the good thing, well, not really good thing, but the thing that the Chargers could benefit is Oshena Nuosa will be taking his um, position and he hasn't been seeing a lot of reps. I remember the Denzel Perriman got injured on the second play, and uh, Nuoso came in and, and got a half sack in the game. And the Chargers got a total of four sacks overall. So it shows young players to get um, get in there. And like uh, Cameron Maybin, I mean, I believe got injured. One of our defensive linemen and I, Isaiah Rochelle came in and got a sack too. So we, I, I like the depth we have and the young talent we have that we can use when players do go down. But um, overall, I love the Chargers seven and two. I think we're uh, we're still underrated. Not I, I watch ESPN. People talk about them not as much as the the uh, the Saints, Rams, Patriots. You know all those teams. So uh, I kind of like how we're going under the radar. Um, you know, not too much people looking at us right now. But um, I think we're I think we could I think we could steal that AFC West title. Um, we're gonna see on December thirteenth reversing the Chiefs. On Thursday night football, mm-hmm. and now that will really in 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 Kansas City, Bill Rivers is used to that cold weather. I don't know about the rest of that team. You know, we're Southern Southern California team, and it's cold in Kansas City in December. So we'll see if uh, if we can win that game. I think I think we have a real shot of taking the AFC West. And our schedule is real soft. We only have uh, the Steelers, I believe that that playoff team in the rest yeah. of our schedule. So overall mm-hmm. pretty good. I do want to give a shout out to the safety Adrian Phillips, man. And every goal line stop he's been there. He deflected the ball on two of the goal line stops I was I mentioned and then he got the the tackle with Derwin James on the jet sweep. Derwin James too, defensive player um defensive rookie of the year, I believe. He has 4.5 sacks. That's the most for a defensive back in their rookie year. He's the leading tackler, one of the leading tacklers. So uh, overall, I love our team. I love the bliss packages we use with the safeties and the corners as nickelbacks and linebackers. Um, I really think we got a shot to take the AFC West, so we'll see. We'll All right, man. Hey, that was that was great analysis on your team. Just a couple things stood out to me for as your team. Y'all were able to get away with that win, only going two for ten on third down. You know, so that I'm glad cool. you mentioned that. We are really – that's what hasn't kicked, kicked us in the butt in the in this season yet because we are, I believe, like below 40% this all season and we've been struggling real bad on third down conversions, but we get the ones we need. So if we could just clean that up, that's the, I, I, I mentioned, I mentioned that every time too, as long as we clean that up just a little bit, because that, that, you know, you gotta have to convert those third downs. Um, I barely see my punter. I, I, 
we the punter only punted like twice, two three times. Donnie Jones, um, but uh, but yeah, um, if we if we could clean up that numbers, yeah, that'd be good. What else did you? Yeah, want? I mean, it, yeah, that, I was just saying that just stood out to me to a ten. But like you say, big chunks of plays, you know, that really probably skews the um, the stats. Um, and I also saw that. Uh, what was it? Uh, red zone. The Raiders went zero for three in the red zone. Yeah. So that that was great red zone defense. We always this last year too. We always got that good red zone D. Um, it's just they they step up when they need it. That's what I need. I, um, like I said, Adrian Phillips has been stepping up real big. Uh, Michael Davis uh, held down um, Jordan Nelson, covering Jordan Nelson. Um, he's kind of this is uh, his second start of the season. He hasn't he's been playing not too much, but shout out to him. Number forty three reminds me of Darren Sproles. That's his number. But uh, Michael Davis, man, he's putting in work too. Shout out to the whole defense. Said the Jack boys doing the doing a good job. Yeah, man, that's what's up. Um, like I said, uh, the Chargers are definitely a playoff viable team, as far as I'm concerned. And um, like you said, once y'all play December 13th against the Chiefs again, we'll really see if y'all will be able to compete for that division. Because, you, like you said earlier, your schedule, you have Denver next, then you have Arizona, you go to Pittsburgh, home against Cincinnati, then you go to Kansas City, home against Baltimore, and then you play Denver again. Yeah. So I'm only possibly probably only seeing one loss. Exactly. That's the rest of those seven games that you have left. So y'all should be in very good shape to compete for that division. I'm real excited um, for this team. It's just going to come down to that uh, December 13th against Kansas City. I got it marked. I, and, I, um, I request a day off. It's marked on my calendar. I, I am I am going to – that's going to be a good game. And, uh, yeah, like you said, Phillip Rivers is balling. Uh, 21 touchdowns, only four interceptions. Melvin Gordon, you know, he's leading the league um, – with running backs over 100 attempts, he's leading with yards per attempt at 5.4. So definitely he's a very important piece of that offense to keep him there and uh, keep that, keep the ball moving. And, and he was out of game yeah. too. And he, he's leading yeah, that exactly. He was out for a game. To, to Yeah, he's leading that staff for all the running backs that's rushed over 100 attempts. He, he's leading in yards per attempt. So uh, all in all, like I said, I like the Chargers team. I think y'all are well balanced on both sides of the ball. Um, like you said, just get the field goal kicker issue straight. Yeah, we he's y'all uh, should be able to be viable. He, definitely, he's a hundred percent. So I'm hundred hundred percent with him. So I like him right. badly, badly. All right. Well, yeah, that was a good win for the Chargers, you know. But you know they're playing the Raiders, so they should have won that yeah. game. You know that's not really an eye opener for me, but. Uh, all in all, man, let's let's do a rapid fire through these week ten games. Let's you know, go. Give let's you do it. On some of the games. Um, let's start off way back last Thursday. Carolina Panthers went into Pittsburgh and got demolished. They got fifty-two to twenty-one. Carolina. They only had two hundred and forty-two total yards. They had two turnovers, four of eleven on third down. Big Ben. He only missed four. What three passes? He had more touchdowns than he had in Yeah, that. <laughs> so I, I, five touchdowns for Big Ben, man. That, that that was a pretty remarkable day for him. I mean, um, who did you predict? I uh, we I remember this is one of the games we had a problem predicting. I think I predict the Panthers because I said the Steelers. I, you said Steelers, right? Yeah, I picked Pittsburgh, and I picked Panthers. I was right about McCaffrey and Cam Newton, even though they had low yardage, they did score a lot. But damn. Damn, the tight ends of the, the Steelers came up. Everyone scored. Um, yeah, dude, that was a bad game. That was a real bad game yeah. for the Panthers, man. They got burned. It was. Burned. They got torched um, up. Since that, 
since um since that Atlanta game with Pittsburgh, they've really turned the corner. I mean, they get after the quarterback. The defense is playing much better. Uh, getting the other teams off on third downs, you know, not giving up first downs. And Big Ben is able to connect with his receivers now. Him and Antonio Brown's on the same page. Connor is Juju. Really the ball. Yeah, his tight ends. They got some good tight ends in Jesse James and uh, McDonald. So they're doing something yeah. right. And I mean, the record is five two or six two and one right six, now. Six two and one. Yeah. And the Carolinas dropped so. to six and three. So um, six and three. That's still pretty good for Carolina Panthers. I still. I, they're they're really underrated too. But this blowout win, kind yeah. of, that was bad. I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be that bad. I really thought it was going to be a good game. But, yeah, that was a bad one. Shout out to McCaffrey, yeah, we, though. He, he gave me a lot of yeah. points. He, he scored three Definitely. touchdowns. McCaffrey is my boy. That's his first scores away. He didn't score away, and that's the first scores away. So, shout out to McCaffrey. And Mott Roethlisberger scored, like, 40 points in fantasy, too. I didn't have him. But, but yeah, McCaffrey, shout out to him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, Carolina's going to have to um, compete with their division because they still got Atlanta and they got New Orleans twice. So coming down the stretch is going to be really important for them to get some wins. So. I can see them a wild card, probably a wild card. Falcons are um, they got to step up too. But yeah, um, I can see them getting a wild card, maybe the first wild card or second. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, I'm a big Cam Newton fan, so he's been playing very well this year. So we'll we'll see how it goes down the stretch, but. Let's go to the next game. We have the Detroit Lions took on the Chicago Bears. Bears end up pulling it out 34-22. Mitchell my friend, 11 yards per attempt, three touchdowns, 355 yards. Um, Detroit, three turnovers, 24 attempts, 76 yards rushing. We already know what that is. Um, They're not really a balanced offense. Matt Stafford's throwing the ball 42 times. You know, that's not a recipe for success, so... I just feel the Bears were the better team. And it's interesting. Um, do you know that the Bears snapped a 10-game losing streak against the divisional opponent? <laughs> this was their first win in 10 games against the division. I, I never would have known that. I did not know that, no. <laughs> yeah, that's very telling. But, you know, Khalil Mack had two sacks. He came back from injury. Khalil um, Mack. Oh, my God. I just want to – I just want – there's this play I seen. He just mollywopped the first offensive lineman. Came to the oh, second yeah, one that. and just and just barged <laughs> right through him like a SWAT team, dude. It was I was like, dude, yeah, this guy's a bad. He's just too strong, man. He, like, he just he, these are big boys. You gotta understand yeah, that. I know. <laughs> just powered right through him like nothing, like they're tissue paper, man. It was crazy. Um, but yeah, I like I did say my fantasy. Um, you shouldn't you shouldn't play the the running backs. I was right. I mean, uh, Karan Johnson did. Scored a touchdown, but only had 51 yards. Other running backs didn't have over 20. So, um, yeah, dude. Whew. Giants are yeah, – the, or the Lions are 3-6, and six, and the Chicago Bears 6-3. and three. Look at that. Yeah, man. Looking pretty good. Yeah, looking um, real good. And um, they're, they're actually the only team that's top five in points scored and points allowed. I think I mentioned that on the podcast. Yeah, you did. Week, so. They're pretty much balanced on both sides of the ball. And um, the coach, Nagy, he's really putting some offensive schemes in there for Trubisky. They have a real good uh, – they got the two good one-two punch in Howard and Cohen. They got a good tight end, Trey Burton. And then the, the, I really like Allen Robinson last year, but he got injured with the Jacksonville. But he came to the to the new home, new season, who dis? Allen Robinson the second, 133 yards and two touchdowns. I like, I like him. Tall, fast receiver. 
I like the Bears right now. They're looking great, and they're versing um, the Vikings, so that should be a good game too. But they're looking great. I, lo- I they're do they know what they're doing. Yeah, we're gonna really see where they are next week. Like you say, they play a division opponent, the Vikings. So we'll see exactly who they are next week for sure. All right, moving on. New Orleans Saints, buddy. Oof. I mean, they just went into Cincinnati and just completely destroyed them. They destroyed them so much that the Saints had 35 points in the first half. That's two weeks in a row that they scored 35 points in the first half. And they scored on their first nine possessions against Cincinnati, that, that's... which is insane to me. And the Bengals, they gave up 500 yards again, the three, third straight game that the Bengals have gave up 500 yards. I mean, (laughs) they only had 13 first downs. They were 0 for 6 on third down, two turnovers, and they only had the ball 20 minutes. I mean, the Saints are just rolling right now, man. Drew Brees, he only missed three passes, 22 of 25, 265, three touchdowns. Mark Ingram, 13 attempts, 104. Kamara, two touchdowns, 102 yards. I mean, they're just clicking on all cylinders, man. I mean, they're pretty much – I feel the best team in the league right now. They've only lost one game, and it was the first game that they played against Tampa Bay. They've won every game since then. So that offense is really clicking. And uh, Michael Thomas is now leading the league, tied with Adam Thielen in uh, reception. So he's a he's looking like a Pro Bowl quarterback for sure. And, of course, Drew Brees, man, MVP candidate for sure, 10 yards per attempt. I mean, what more can you say about Drew Brees? Like, the Saints are really rolling right now, man. And um, they have a big game coming up too, I think. I'm not looking at the schedule right now, but they have a big game coming up as well. So if they can continue this streak, they definitely going to get home field advantage throughout the playoffs, and that's going to be trouble for teams trying to go into that Super Bowl to try to beat them. The the biggest thing I came out of this game is Marvin Lewis still has his job with Cincinnati. Oh my god! They did fire their uh, they fired a defensive coordinator, I believe, and hired mm-hmm. Hugh Jackson, and he has a little history with them. But Marvin Lewis is still there. I don't. I, I mean, don't understand. He 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 hasn't been in the playoffs in five plus years. I believe it makes it eight years. He hasn't made a playoffs. I I don't know. I don't know why he, I, he's still there, and and that's just, that surprised me the most. I thought for sure he was going to get fired after this one, but they brought in a new coach and <laughs> Hugh Jackson, who went three twenty six and one with the Browns the last two and a half seasons. So I don't know why they made that move. I mean, but. Maybe he could help turn around because Marvin Lewis is. I don't know what he's doing. The 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 Bengals fall. The oh, not really fall. They're five and four right now, but mm-hmm. I don't know how Marvin Lewis still has his job. To be honest, I mean with you. it's the same old it's the same old thing. Who knows? Like maybe he got some on the owner that he can expose. You know, what I'm saying in case he gets fired, I don't yeah. know. But it's, it's just telling to us how he still has his job. And he has not won not one playoff game since he's been that coach. Not one. Yeah. You're still the coach of that team. And every time they go or have a chance to go, they always get – it's always by a field goal or like a super close game, like every time they, they have the chance to. But mm-hmm. I just I, – I don't know. I don't think Marvin loses if, – if if they don't make the playoffs, which is going to be a real big stretch now because they're 5-4, and four, then I could see his he being a free agent coach here pretty soon. I don't see him yeah. having his job anytime soon after that because that's ridiculous. I mean, we'll see if the owner got some courage to fire him. He hasn't done it yet, so I don't know what it would take now to fire him. I mean, yeah. who knows? But we'll see what happens. But as far as the Saints, man, I mean, the next three games, they got Philly, Atlanta, and at Dallas. So 
those three games are going to be pretty telling for me because Philly just came off a loss and Atlanta just came off a loss. So we'll see um, how the Saints continue this winning streak. Um, but other than that, they're the number one team in the league. For I, I, I agree. So, opinion. yeah, and their offense, they, they have so much. And they just added Brandon Marshall to the mix. So I think Brandon Marshall is going to do some work too. Even he's a he's an old vet, but I think he could still. I feel like he make an impact on a winning team. Brandon Marshall. Yeah, he's, yeah, he 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 should be. You know, who knows? But like I said, I I don't think the Saints are hurting for any receivers. Yeah, you know, they just picked up somebody. <laughs> but moving on, Cleveland Browns, buddy, they beat the Atlanta Falcons twenty eight to sixteen. Um, you know how I feel about Atlanta. I was leaning towards picking Cleveland. But I just figured that Matt Ryan was the better quarterback. But boy, was I wrong today. I mean, Atlanta, 5 of 14 on third down, only 19 attempts, 71 yards rushing, and two turnovers. So that defense actually shut down the run. They made Matt Ryan one dimensional and made him zone reads, is what the Browns came up with to, to rattle him, to confuse him in the pocket, and make him turn the ball over. And that's exactly what the game plan was. As far as Cleveland, Baker Mayfield, man, 17-20, 216 yards, 10 yards per attempt, three touchdowns. And, of course, the, the, the play that sealed the game was the 20, 20 attempts for 176 yards for Chubb, but he ran like 90 yards on, on that one play. The longest, it's the longest run in the Browns' history, franchise history. What, what, yeah, that was a pretty – What run. did I tell you about my boy Nick Chubb? I told you to start him on your fantasy. He gave me 35 points. He won me about like 20 bucks. And fantasy DraftKings and all that good stuff. They they no receiver had more than forty yards. So I mean they I mean a lot of receivers caught a ball, but no more than forty yards. Baker Mayfield didn't throw interception, which is really good. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, man, he made him wonder that D that Cleveland D is pretty good. I'm not gonna lie, they got Denzel Ward and you know Peppers back there. Mm-hmm. And they they know what they're doing back there, and they like you said, they shut down that run. Falcons. Had less than what sixty yards rushing altogether, 70, 70 yards, seventy one yards, seventy one yeah. yards. I did say play Edo Smith though. I thought he was gonna. Have, I thought I thought they were gonna run all over the 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 Browns to be honest. But if if Matt Ryan's throwing fifty two times, Jesus, yeah, fifty two times. Yeah, that's not gonna work. I wow, I that's care. a lot. I, that's a lot. I yeah, that's a lot for real. Not to be balanced to for him to try to do that. No, not against not guess not definitely not against Cleveland's defense. Yeah. Because they're number one in takeaways. Yeah, that's, that's so, so it's so weird with the Browns. They're, they're they it is they it's moved up to weird. three six and one. So, um, well, yeah, the Falcons. I know you don't like the Falcons, but I thought the Falcons were going to put up a bigger fight than this. But I mean, you would think after coming off that victory against Washington, you would think they would have put up a better fight than this. But they only managed to score sixteen points against Cleveland. I mean, and they fall to that, four and five. It's going to be hard for them to try to get a playoff spot. Especially yeah, with that hard I, division. That's a really hard division. That yeah, because I'm thinking uh, the Saints and Carolinas, you know what I'm saying, are going to get that. So Atlanta's going to be the odd team out. But like I said, uh, they got a game coming up against Dallas next week coming up, and I'm going to have to go with Atlanta because I'm not going to pick Dallas. So Dallas is a – Dallas is a – they're a whole mess <laughs> over there in Dallas. Yeah, they are. I mean, if it's not their division, you know, you never know with them. But uh, – both, like I said, both of those teams I don't like, and they're they're real iffy. They're very inconsistent, so I'm probably going to have to lean towards Atlanta because I don't like Dallas. But you know, we'll talk about that with our pickups for the podcast tomorrow. But 
all in all, good win for Cleveland. I was very surprised, but like I said, I have faith in Baker Mayfield. I love his tenacity. I love how resilient he is. So I've always been a Baker Mayfield fan. So whatever success he has, I'm going to be proud of just because of the type of player he is. So shouts out to Baker, man, for real. Yeah, he's. I like All right. Yeah, he's real. Next game. Bro, didn't see this one coming. Tennessee Titans beat the New England Patriots 34 to. What did I tell you? I said it was going to be a good game, right? And a possible upset. You did. I mean, you did say that, David. With Mike Bobel was the player for them in the Super Bowl and, and Jimmy or uh, uh, Malcolm Butler as it used to be. There's too much. Um, what did we say? There's too much uh, personnel there. Ties. Yeah, there's they too much too ties. Much ties to his team. And yeah. they showed up. Derrick Henry, dude. Derrick Henry. I seen this dude in the, the, the pregame, like I was watching the game, you know, like they, they do the little practice mm-hmm. on the field. This dude is big. This dude yeah. is big. No, not big. He's a he's big, like all caps big. <laughs> this guy is a goddamn monster. Oh my god, dude. These guys huge. And he did score two touchdowns. But I want to hear your analysis. I'm sorry, but that, that dude's just huge. I, I didn't really I seen all the other running backs, and those guys are huge, but he's just Big man, you can't stop that dude. He's that is a tank. Yeah, he is, he is a beast, man. He's a beast. Um, and uh, speaking of him, like you said, that's exactly what the game plan was for uh, the Titans is to run it down the, his throat, man. Um, the Patriots were held scoreless in the second half. They did not score not one. This is really they weird. Had, only had forty yards rushing, and they only scored ten points, which they were averaging like 30 points the last four on their winning streak, I believe. I think it was like 30 or some points. Yeah. Average. They only managed to score 10 points. But the key play to me that stood out in this game, the Patriots ran that little trickery play. Oh, yeah. Brady, mm-hmm. And they didn't get the first down. Do you know that Mike Vrabel came back and ran the same play, David, and got the first down? <laughs> and they asked him in the press conference, why did you run that play? Mike Vrabel, this was his specific word. He said, because I wanted to see if I could run it better than you. Oh, my God. You're talking about nuts, man. Like, I love a coach like that. And not only that, I'm still going to emphasize this. I don't understand how the Patriots, two of their losses this year, came to ex-coaches on their defensive staff. Matt Patricia in Detroit beat them earlier. He was the defensive coach. And Mike Vrabel was the defensive coach before – Matt Patricia got there. He was our defensive coach last year before Romeo Camel took over. So you're telling me that these guys can beat Belichick their first year head coaching, but Bill O'Brien can't beat Belichick his whole tenure in the Texas? I mean, that's just head-scratching to me, David. I think I that's the formula. I think that's the formula right there. <laughs> if you want to beat them in the playoffs, you got to make sure you have an ex-coach on the team. That's the way hey, you do it. I guess so, man. I just think uh, Belichick is in Bill O'Brien's head, and he can't get over it. Because that's the only way that we're going to solidify ourselves as a good team in this AFC is if we beat the Patriots. We still have not beat the Patriots. And for those, for these first-year head coaches to beat Belichick their first year, it really tells me about how they know that personnel and they know the tendencies of the Patriots because they study. I'm pretty sure they studied the game oh, because yeah. they were on that staff. I don't think Bill O'Brien puts enough emphasis on studying game tape. I just think he wants to stick to the philosophy that he has, and he's not going to veer away from it because he doesn't adjust. He always wants to stick to what he knows because he thinks it's going to work. But all that said, 
I'm tired of going on a rant. I just wanted to make that known that it's just head scratching to me that those coaches can beat him their first year, but Bill O'Brien can't beat him at all. But either way, big win for the Titans. They got yeah, a big, big game big, coming big. up. They got a big game coming up Sunday against the Colts, a divisional game because the Colts have been playing well too. And actually, that was the next game that we were going to get to because Colts and Jaguars. They pulled it out, man. Colts ended up winning 29-26. Yeah, 29-26, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. um, Andrew Luck, man, he's now second in the league in touchdown passes. He threw three touchdowns yesterday, 285 yards. Um, The defense has been playing well as good, but – the Jacksonville, they were coming back in that game, and if it wasn't for an overturned fumble call, they might have had a chance to, you know, tie that game up. But all in all, good win for the Colts. They finally found an offensive line to protect Andrew Luck. They finally got him a good running game to make it balanced so he don't have to throw the ball 40, 50 times like he was. So kudos to the coaching staff on the Colts, man, to get him some protection. And it looks like they're going to be fighting for this division because we got – the Titans, they got us, the Texans, and we got Tennessee. All three are fighting for this division. So, and the Colts, down. the Colts only have one game remaining against an opponent with the win percentage over five hundred, and that's you guys in Week fourteen. So mm. they got a soft schedule, but I, I'm liking the Titans in this in this division. But uh, yeah, the the tight ends, uh, uh, they got good tight ends, and Ebron and Doyle, they they always score touchdowns. They're doing really good. Um, Andrew Luck has three passing touchdowns in six straight games. That's the longest, longest active streak in the NFL. Um, and you know what's else crazy? The Colts are one of three teams that have one takeaway in every game this season with the Browns and Redskins. So they're they're putting in work. They're, they're a little underrated because they are four and five, but they do got a soft schedule, and they got the Texans week uh, 14. But uh, we're going to see. And the Jaguars, man, I really thought the Jaguars were going to win. Uh, yeah, I actually picked the Jaguars. Yeah, and Markeith X Colt did score, I believe, uh, on a big play on his X team. A, a Leonard Fordette is back in the lineup. For I know, I know he's been injured for a cool minute. He caught a touchdown. Uh, but Blake Bortles, he he was good in this game. He did throw for thirty eight times, but they, their offense is, eh, their offense is a little yeah. all over the place. They they had to, to play. They just had to play from behind. They were down the whole game to the second half, and it's hard to come back. Um, It's their fourth straight game that they've lost. Um, And not only that, I'm going to throw another stat out to you. Um, The Colts, this is the fourth straight game without giving up a sack on Andrew Luck. Yeah, they only allowed 10 sacks all season. That's second best. That's crazy because Andrew Luck was known for getting sacked and and getting all those injuries. But now you can see him. Yeah, (laughs) yep. That's literally, you literally got the words out of my mouth. Like, you really – like, if you protect yeah. him, you'll see how good he is because he's a good quarterback. He, Like you say, he's second in, in touchdowns. He's he's good. He's a baller. He's a scholar too. So, like, he's yeah. a smart dude. So, you protect Definitely. him and see what happens, you know. But, yeah, great Definitely. win. So. It's going to be a good – all these division races, they're coming down. They're going to come down to to who who's the better team. And it's going to come down to those those games and now determine who is a better team. You know what I'm saying? Like it's going to be it, it's going to be it's going to be Taiwan in in that in that division. I like uh, the Texans next, though. I'm favorite the Texans though in that in that division. But yes, hey, next game. Hey, hey, me. I I completely agree with you. Next game, buddy. Kansas City, 26. Arizona Cardinals, 14. Arizona didn't play bad this game, man. Yeah. I mean, they they end up with five sacks. Um, oh, what was that? Uh, David Johnson. He had 183 scrimmage yards or 30 touches. Um, they put pressure on Mahomes pretty much the whole game. 
But uh, like I said, Kansas City's offense is just too potent. And, yeah. the, and the Cardinals, they couldn't put up enough. I mean, the defense can only do so much. But Kansas City ended up having five sacks as well. So all in all, I just think Kansas City probably played a little bit down to their competition, you know. Yeah. So all in all, they pulled out the victory. Pat Mahomes leading the, the league with touchdowns, 31. He had two on a day, 249 yards. So Tyreek Hill, man, he's just too much, man. Two touchdowns, under 17 The yards. cheetah. You can't cast the cheetah, man. Yeah, he, he's just too fast. And uh, like I said, the, the Chiefs the offense is just so explosive, but – it's gonna be a test next Monday night against the Rams in Mexico City. That's gonna be a so. That's gonna be. Larry Fitzgerald did uh, pass Hall of Fame to to second most receiving yards in NFL. Just want to say that Larry Fitzgerald, okay. man, he's he's doing he's doing what he's doing. I like I like hey, Fitzgerald. That's pretty. That's a that's a good stat because he's only second behind Rice. Yeah, he, so I only mean, he's behind Rice by a couple thousand though. Oh, he like ain't catch Rice. Yeah, he, he ain't gonna catch Rice, but he pat, <laughs> he passed to though. So. Yeah, that was pretty good though. That just shows you the longevity of Larry Fitzgerald, you know. Yeah, I like. I've that. always been a fan of him. Yeah, definitely. So, um, all in all, good win for the Chiefs. We expected that. We know that the Arizona wasn't going to put up much of a fight for them. So, good win for the Chiefs. Let's move on to the next game, buddy. Let me throw one out there for you. Green Bay, man, and Miami. Green Bay, thirty-one. Miami, twelve. Aaron Rodgers, man, 19 to 28, 199 yards, two touchdowns. But the key player of that game to me is their running back, Adam Jones. Didn't I mention him in my podcast? You did, David. You did mention him. I started five yards, two touchdowns. He definitely was. Pick that boy up. Hey, he's been putting in work. And of course, Green Bay's defense, six sacks, uh, Miami, you know. They didn't have similar of an offense. They only had 294 total yards. They were 0 for 3 in the red zone, two touchdowns, only 4 14 on third down. But we already know how good Green Bay plays at home. You know, we expected this win. It's just um, Aaron Rodgers, is, you know, he's playing decent right now. Um, but him and McCarthy are probably still butting heads with the offense. So we'll see what happens with this team, too. Because, like I said, they have Minnesota and Chicago to deal with in their division. So we're going to see how that And they're 4 they 4 and 1. It's so weird to say Miami Dolphins are doing better than the Green Bay Packers, but the Green Bay Packers are four four one, and the Miami Dolphins are five and five. So we'll mm. see. That's these are some tough, tough uh, divisions. They're gonna they got to fight an uh, uphill battle. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, I don't I don't respect Green Bay to do anything because I think Minnesota and Chicago are better than them. Yeah, but it's just you know I like to see Aaron Rodgers put up numbers because I think he is a top three quarterback in this league. It's just unfortunate that he doesn't have a defense to back him up. And then we were saying the same thing about Philip Rivers. And now that you see that Philip Rivers has a defense, look how different the team is. Yep, they're fighting for a playoff spot. So who's to say that Aaron Rodgers can't be the same? It's just we know we we've seen him with a good defense, so we know yeah we have we definitely. It's just making sure that you can put personnel around him, but. We don't know what's going on with that organization. We don't even know if Mark, uh, McCarthy's going to keep his job at the end of the season. But yeah, we'll see, see with that. what happens. But um, let's move on to the next one, man. L.A. Rams, buddy. 36, Seattle 31. This was a pretty good game. That I was knew a good that game. Seattle was going to give them a good fight because Seattle put up 30 points last time they played the Rams. So they put up 31 again. Seattle only went two of nine on third down, but they rushed the ball like – extremely on the Rams. I mean, they pretty much ran it down their throat. I mean, 275 yards they rushed for. But um, like I said, the Rams, you know, they're they're still potent on offense. Todd Gurley again. What's that? Uh, 
18 straight games. I mean, uh, 15 straight games. Yes, 15. 15 straight. Okay, yeah. Something like it's crazy stat. Third, I believe it's thirteen actually, but um, okay. Yeah, but he's still. Yeah, he's work. still he's still the main the main cog of that offense because if without Todd Gurley, the Rams probably would be totally different. Um, Jared Goff two hundred twenty eight thirty nine three hundred eighteen yards two touchdowns. Um, but they did lose Cooper Cup. Yes. What a torn a torn ACL. ACL. Unfortunate. So unfortunate. So, yeah. Just coming back a concussion protocol. Play two games and then get injured out for the season. It's yeah, very, that's probably, very that's unfortunate. Be, but I believe in Sean McVay. I think he's an offensive wizard, so I think he will implement somebody in that offense to take up the slack for him. So I, I think, think Josh Reynolds will fill that spot because he scored two touchdowns in the two games that Cooper Cup was gone. He's also a big sleeper. I mentioned before, Josh okay. Reynolds. He he's real. He's real up and coming uh, wide receiver. So I, I I like. I think they'll fill him right in. Okay, well, well, let's look out for him. I'm glad you mentioned him. But all in all, the Rams made enough key plays to win this game. Um, and a key stop, too, on the fourth down. Yeah. The last play, that was a key stop. But I do want to yeah. mention real quick, the Seahawks, I think, going to have the they're, – they're leading the league and rushing with 155 over the Rams. They got Rashawn Penny, Mike Davis, and Chris Carson is going to come back from a, a hip-slash-groin injury. They got that, that, that triple threat in the backfield. Watch out for that. They can use them all at the same time. I like that running, the running game they got. So watch out for that. I think it's going to be the best running game in the league. Okay. Right there, okay. Seahawks. We'll see what happens because, like I said, uh, the Rams and Kansas City face off next week. Monday yeah, night football. Such a great game. Very interesting. So we'll see what happens with them. But, you know, that was the rapid fire for last week, week 10. A couple of recaps of the games. Um, so far as the stories, the uh, headliners that stick out to you, David, what, what you got? What, what, what's sticking out to you as far as news in the NFL? It's the, the many injuries that happened over the season. We mentioned two of them with, uh, with Cooper Cup, torn ACL, and then we got Denzel Perryman. Probably not a lot of people know about that one because, you know, only real Charger fans do. LCL tear, and then the, the um, Eagles cornerback Roby tore his ACL as well. And mm. it's just so unfortunate with these injuries that happen. And um, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter – about Cooper Cup, which actually got me real mad. They're like, now, oh, Cooper Cup got injured. There goes my fantasy. There goes my fantasy team. And really, that kind of, you know, think about Cooper Cup, man. Terry CL, and now he has to, you know, a lot, a lot of players come back, but a lot of players don't too, you know, and that could really ruin someone's life. So um, just a second thought, I just wanted you guys to think about the players sometimes. But the not really good thing, but the opportunities for these young players to come out and try to fill a role. Like I said, Josh Reynolds could fill in Cooper Cubs role. He got on the Chargers could fill him. Um, Denzel Perryman's position. And then I don't know too much the cornerbacks, but they could fill in, you know, and get them experience and make, maybe you never know who you got in, in your depth. Cause you don't play them that much. Maybe you get a diamond in the rough. So these young players got a chance to sign. If you have an opportunity, take it. Hey, I agree. Um, definitely, I agree with you 100%. The injuries, that's part of the game. You know, you never know. It's week to week. Um, like I said, y'all still have Bosa out on your the Chargers. I yeah. you wait on him to come They're back. really babying his his foot injury. He's saying they're making real big strides, you know. You know what the reporters say, making big strides, hopeful. But they're going to baby it. I don't see him coming maybe maybe in December. But we're doing good without him, to be honest. But 
But if uh, yeah, you're him, right. If we did have them, I think we'll be more dominant than what we already are. But I like, like I said, these these younger players, like players probably never heard of, like Isaiah Rochelle. He's he's been a real big part of that defensive line ever since. Bosa was out. Corey Legion was out for the first four games. I mean, a lot of these players are stepping up, and I really like it. So, unfortunate for the players with injuries, but it's an opportunity for these young players to get out there and, you know, show what they got. Hey, you're right. Next man up, like they always say. Next man up. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Le'Veon Bell, man. He still hasn't showed up. And and Which makes him ineligible to play for the rest of the season, am I correct? If he and is, he, did, he left $14.5 million on the table this year. I mean, think about that for a second, David. If you talk to the average working person, what's, what's the average salary? You're like $60,000 a year, the average household makes. And you're going to tell me that you're going to leave $14 million on the table and not go to work? I mean, you couldn't tell the average person that. So I don't know what Le'Veon is thinking. Like, I, I kind of felt him for as, like, sitting out the, the half of this season because he was able to do it. Yeah. But you're not reporting now. What is your reason for not reporting to the team? I mean. I don't know what's going through his just, head. Yeah, that's just mind-boggling to me. I don't. I, I just don't understand it. I, I feel like, to be honest with you, through, through the 10 games they're playing, James Conner averaged more yards has more touchdowns and rush for more yards in general. But I feel like Le'Veon Bell gets there. I think it's going to be – I don't know if it's going to mess up what they already have, but I don't know what he wants either. Um, they could have trade. They could have shopped him off, like I said, multiple times. If You could get a lot for him. There's teams that have no runner backs, and they will give you players in back, like a defensive back or some draft picks. Like, if you're not going to sign him, then you should try to trade him. I don't know if – am I the only one thinking that or – would you? What would you do? Would you want him to sign? Uh, apparently, they don't want to pay him. Would you pay him, or would you want to trade him? I would trade him. I would dangle him out there to see yeah. what I can get. Shop him for a, a little bit. Man, it's a slew of teams that would love to have Le'Veon Bell in their backfield. Like what? I mean, like the Jets? The Jets? The Jets. <laughs> trade Jamal Adams. Uh, Jamal, Jamal Adams is tired of, of losing. What about, to the what about Philadelphia, who needs Philadelphia. a running back? Philadelphia could trade, you know, some draft picks or uh, – Yeah, I mean, we could go – we can name a couple of the teams that could use him, man. I just I just don't understand what his mindset is because I put this all on Le'Veon Bell. I'm not faulting the Steelers at all because they did everything they did under the rules of what they can do as far as franchising him. He still had his – he still was able to come back and get some money. Now you're leaving all your money out there on the table. And I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know if you're expecting just to sign as a free agent at the end of uh, next season. I mean, at the beginning of next season. I don't know if he's banking on that. But all in all, I just think that was a that was a bad business move for Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, you, you got to make your money. I mean, he probably has money in the bank, you know, made so much money over these years. But 14 mil, I don't understand. I don't understand that. I don't, I really don't. That's I would try to shop yeah. him. If I was the GM or head coach, I would shop him around. I mean, why not? See who you could get in return. Like I said, there's a lot of teams that need running backs. Y'all need some defense or some draft picks. But uh we'll see what good you know, we'll see because he I think he uh he he's un- he's eligible to play for the rest of the season, so we'll just gotta see for the next year, see where he's at. 
what off-season yeah. movie makes. We'll see what happens, man. But uh, I mean, like you said, that maybe they don't not concerned about it now. The fact that James Conner is out there being productive in that backfield, so they're just going to move on and try to push on to this AFC because I think they are one of the top four teams at least in the AFC, especially in their division. I know they're leading their division now. Like so, like the great Ariana Grande say, "Thank you." Next, there you go. On to the next. next. <laughs> but uh. Next. Uh, give me a, just a quick analysis. Who's your top five teams in, a, in the NFL right now? Top five. Just, just a little. Top five. Straight off, straight off my dome right yeah. now. We got the Saints. Agree. We got the Chiefs. We got the Rams. We got Pittsburgh. I got to put Pittsburgh in there. And I want to say my team. <laughs> but I think I would probably – uh, Chargers. There it is. Chargers. There you go. That's my. That's my. Would you say five or four? Five. Yeah. That, what that, I just. Yeah. You, five. Yeah. That's my five. Saints, Chiefs, Rams, Chargers, Pittsburgh. Those are my five teams right there. Well, I got a pretty similar one. I got a. I got the the Saints because they're they're just unstoppable. Saints, Rams, Chiefs, Chargers. And then my fifth one is kind of up to grabs to all the six and three teams. But the one who has the most momentum, let me throw the Bears up there. I like the Bears. Mm, I like the Bears. Okay. I'm going to throw them in my top five. Steelers, they got that tie. They, they're six, two, and one. So they got that tie against the Browns. The Bears are six and three. Mm-hmm. I mean, I throw the Bears in there. When's the last time they're in a the top five ranking? So they're in mine. Shout out to the Bears. They're in my top five ranking. So. Hey, I'm not mad at that. I, I, <laughs> hey, they would—they definitely would be in my top ten, of course. Yeah. Um, but I'm just talking about for—I don't, I don't think they've played enough competition to solidify that top five spot. Because, like I said, the Chargers only lost to the Chiefs and the Rams, so that's why they're in my top five. And of course, you know why the other teams are up there. Yeah. So, and of course, the Saints—you know—nobody can argue with that. So, but yeah. It's going to be interesting to come down the stretch because I believe one of those teams that we just named is going to be out of the top five when the season ends. Yeah, we'll see. Going to be, but we'll see what happens as far as that. But all in all, man, great NFL games this past week. Um, is there anything else you want to hit on before we get out of here? Just want to let you guys know a fancy football podcast next week, and I'll recap my, um, my picks. I had a lot of hit and misses, but I had a lot of hits, mostly misses. But uh, it was a risk. But um, a lot of hit and misses. I like it. Oh, yeah, look, I just got a report. Le'Veon Bell will not report to team faculty today. Deadline to sign his franchise tender will not play this season. Right now. Yep. Man. He's not reporting. So we'll, we got to just check on that. Yeah, that's just saying. I just don't understand that. But like <laughs> I said, the Steelers, they're not hurting for him right now. They have a serviceable running back in their backfield that's doing his job, that comes to work every single day and does what he needs to do for his team. So we can move on from him. I'm pretty sure the Steelers aren't worried about it. They're just going to yeah. continue to keep pushing. But all in all, man, appreciate you coming on today, David. No problem, man. No problem. Tell the people how they can follow you, man. Uh, you can follow me. Um, I did change my Instagram name, so it's both my Instagram and Twitter, at SportsGuyDavid, at SportsGuyDavid. That's me. You could hit me up. We could do podcast. We could – um do questions, debates, anything you want. I'm I'm there. I'm on it all the time. Give you updates on everything. Awesome. Where man. where can they follow you, Maine? 
of course, they can follow me on Twitter at LJ from Houston at LJ from the H. Uh, putting up content as far as my Houston Texans. We had a bye this week, so we got a big matchup coming up on Sunday against Washington. But we're going to get into that on the podcast tomorrow, give you our opinions and thoughts about that as far as the rest of the league as well. So definitely hit me up on Twitter at LJ from Houston at LJ from the H. This is your host, my boy David Gonzalez. Appreciate you coming on. Appreciate it, man. And we will holler at y'all tomorrow. Peace. Later.